This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 14.50 WHTC. And for this Thursday, June the 29th, we are joined by Sarah Dockersu. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Gary, and welcome to Wellspring, a broadcast sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corewell Health. Many people are enjoying summer vacations, camping, family reunions, picnics, and in just a few days, it will be the 4th of July. Joining me this morning is Zealand Fire Chief Ross Tibbetts to give us some summer safety tips as we enjoy these wonderful activities. Good morning, Chief Tibbetts, and thanks for being here. Good morning, Sarah. Always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you on. So I know we had a little rain but it's still quite dry out there, which means an increased risk of fire, correct? Yeah, anytime we have these uh, periods of no rain, um, the ground, the foliage, um, wooded areas tend to dry out. And yeah, sometimes it's uh, accidental in nature. Sometimes it's mother nature that can cause those fires. But yeah, the dry conditions definitely do not help um, for increased brush, brush and grass fires. Well, and, you know, I mentioned summer and, you know, summer is a time when people have fire pits in their backyard. My first question is, is it legal to have a fire pit in the city? Yeah, it's uh, it is legal to have a fire pit in the city of Zealand. I would note that uh, many people are actually not familiar with jurisdictional boundaries. Uh, while it is legal in the city of Zealand, there's some people that aren't aware whether they actually live in the city of Zealand or in an out in an out area just outside of the city limits. Um, I would say whatever jurisdiction uh, a person lives in, they would wanna check with their, their city township or village to see if they, if they have an ordinance that allows for having a fire pit in their area. But yes, the city of Zealand does allow for a fire pit. Okay, so it's okay to have, it's legal to have a, a fire pit. What kind should you have so that we are thinking about fire safety? Sure. So um, there's a, a fair amount of details in our fire or our, our burning ordinance. Um, but in the city of Zealand, we allowed a fire pit, a portable fire pit, or a store-bought fire container. Any type of option that you choose uh, cannot exceed 48 inches. So 48 inches or smaller. And then whatever uh, you decide to put in, it needs to be able to contain the, the, the product within it. So if it's a, a homemade fire pit, you need to have some sort of rock or landscape uh, bricks or anything to kind of contain the, 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 the whatever you're burning, the, the wood from being able to fall out. And how far should you place it from your house? So our, our ordinance requires a minimum of 15 feet from any type of building, whether that's a house, garage, shed, um, deck, gazebo, any, anything that uh, that would be considered a structure and and is combustible, we require a minimum of 15 feet. And then additionally, we, we require 10 feet from a lot line, typically because a lot of lot lines have fences and we want to make sure that, that that fire is far enough away from a combustible a combustible fence. So, you know, these are just some things about when you're creating your fire. First of all, what type of what should you burn in it? And what should you do to lighter? What should you use? 
Sure. So th this is actually a really important question, um, simply from the fact that there are a lot of people that don't know what is allowed to be burned in a in a fire pit. Uh, we tend to get a lot of calls for burning complaints, and oftentimes that's in the spring or fall when people are either doing yard cleanup or in the fall when they're trying to rake up all those leaves. Um, surprisingly, in our ordinance, um, yard waste is not one of the acceptable things to burn. What we allow is a traditional recreational campfire, clean, dry, cut firewood. No yard waste, no brush, no garbage, um, anything like that. That stuff tends to give off a lot more smoke and uh, in the end tends to be more irritating for, for neighbors. And it, it quite frankly, it draws attention when you're burning leaves and there's a column of white smoke uh, going in the air or in the area. It, so it, it tends to draw attention. So yeah, our, our ordinance does have stipulations where it has to be clean, dry, recreational type campfire wood. And, and how should you light it? Um, you know, obviously many methods to, to get that fire going. Obviously we don't recommend any type of accelerants. Um, but if you're, if you're thinking of just a simple method to, to light the fire, oftentimes, uh, people tend to use those grill lighters that have the longer, longer tip on them, just because it allows that little safety factor between the, the person lighting the fire and the fire itself. So when you're finished, um, enjoying that, you know, time around your fire pit, or, um, you know, whatever you're using, how should you extinguish your fire? And do you need to extinguish it? Yeah, um, there's there's a couple thought processes with that. One, um, obviously, we, we do require in our ordinance that the fire be extinguished when you're complete. But um, additionally, while you're at the fire, we also require that you have a, an extinguishing method readily mm -hmm. avail available, whether that's a kitchen type fire extinguisher, a bucket of water, the garden hose, something readily available to extinguish if, if needed. You know, that's a really good thought. I mean, um, to have that fire extinguisher or have the water, you know, in, in the event that, you know, something does go amiss. Any other suggestions on how to enjoy using a fire pit safely? Yeah, so uh, one thing that I wanted to highlight here is um, a lot of times, you know, it, it is fun to have a campfire, but we, we need to use that as as what it's there for. You know, we, we don't want to horseplay around it. We don't want to treat it like it's a toy. We want to take a fire seriously because little things can cause a different outcome that in some cases is not desirable. So just general, general fire safety rules. Um, make sure you have stuff available or something available to extinguish it. Um, don't overload the fire pit. Watch for for pieces of of embers to come out of the fire and watch where they land, um, stuff like that. Well, and you know another thing is you know uh, children love fires, and you know to make certain you're watching your kids that they don't get close. Um, you know you can be sitting and talking, and like you say, you know they could very easily get burned being too close to a fire. Absolutely. Yep. I always want to make sure, uh, again, uh, one of the other components of our of our ordinance is that a a campfire must be supervised by an adult all at all times. So, um, yeah, making sure you're keeping an eye on your kids, not leaving them unsupervised. Those are those are also important. So, you know, we've talked about a fire pit. Other people are 
are going to be out camping. Um, it is always very enjoyable to roast marshmallows over the fire. Are there different things people should remember making a fire while camping versus a fire pit, or is it basically the same? Yeah, I think I think most in most cases you're going to find a lot of commonalities. Um, I what I would do if I were going camping and we're uncertain what those rules may be, it's always best to check with the specific campground that you're camping at to see if they have any specific rules. Again, you talked about it being dry. Um, I can't rule out that if it is dry, that a campground hasn't put a temporary ban on on having a fire. So uh, I, th I think it'd be best practice to check with the specific campground to see if they have any certain rules on recreational recreational type fires. So Chief Tibbetts, in several days, it's going to be the 4th of July, which means fireworks. Um, I can remember as a child, I remember meeting, reading a book and it was about uh, a little kid who had a, a leader dog and he had been blinded because of fireworks. Um, sure. They can be very dangerous. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, there's there's actually a lot of statistics out there about the danger of fireworks. Um one, one that I was drawn attention to, um, it, it's a statistic actually dating back to just back to 2021, but there was an estimated 11,500 injuries that were treated in U.S. hospitals uh, during that calendar year as a result of fireworks. So it's one of those things that uh, it it's not a toy. We don't play with it, uh, treat it with respect, and um, follow all the proper safety precautions to avoid becoming a statistic. Okay, so what is the law? Um, are fireworks legal in Ottawa County to let off? They they are. Um, again, I, I would recommend uh, prior to lighting off the fireworks that an individual check with the local city, township, village, wherever they live um, to see if there is a specific firework ordinance, though. There are a lot of municipalities that do have ordinances that regulate when you can light fireworks. A lot of them have followed the the day before, day of, and day after any uh, any significant holiday. So um, overall, they are they are legal. I would just say that you'd want to check with the local jurisdiction to make sure that you're following their ordinance as to when fireworks fireworks can be lit. So give us some safety tips for people out there who may say, "I'm going to stop at that tent because those tents are all around, right?" You know, to buy yeah. those fireworks. Um, what what should we be aware of? Yeah, so there's there's a lot of just common safety tips. Um, one one thing that I do want to highlight is oftentimes people misunder misunderstand how long a firework can remain hot mm. after that firework has gone off or or been lit. Um, there's a lot of fires that occur annually by people quickly discarding those fountains or other types of fireworks into a trash can shortly mm. after that firework has gone off and then uh, subsequently caught the trash can on fire. And if it happened to be up next to the garage, catches the garage on fire. So the the recommendation for fireworks is to, to put them in a pail of water, bucket of water, um, submerse them, keep them in there for a while and discard them at a later time. Just because again, they it's like a charcoal briquette. Those can retain heat for a long time. We don't want to just assume because we haven't had that that charcoal going for a little while that the that the briquettes are actually cold we want to make sure that that there's no heat um, being retained and that it's not going to start a fire 
Second to that, I would say if, if anyone's ever looking for good information about tips, statistics, anything like that, I, I would always defer people to the NFPA, National Fire Protection Association website. There are a ton of statistics and, and tips, not just on fireworks, but for, for different things around the time of the year. So there's a lot of information out there if people are looking to, to figure out what's acceptable and what's not, what's safe and what's not. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, even for people that are viewing fireworks to make certain that they are staying, you know, an adequate distance away, because as you said, you never know where the residue may come um, and you want to specifically, you know, make certain that you're safe. Okay, Absolutely. so it's 4th of July. I can remember as a child using sparklers and I have grandkids now and I didn't buy sparklers because I thought, oh, I don't know if, you know, they should be using them. Any suggestions if somebody does want to have sparklers for the, their children or grandchildren? Yeah, obviously, as you mentioned, sparklers are are pretty common uh, for for kids and I think the thing to note is a lot of the older sparklers that that you're referring to, and even some of the current ones are are the old type of sparkler that had the metal, the thin metal wire. And what people misjudged with those is how long that that metal remains hot. Um, there are a lot of new sparklers out there that have a wooden handle. Not that those can't pose some sort of fire risk, but they have reduced the the types of burns that we were seeing versus the old. Uh, the the old wire type sparkler. The thing that I would note, similar to what we talked about a little bit ago, after a firework is done, we want to make sure that that it's completely out, cooled, extinguished. And a lot of times what they recommend for sparklers um, is to put them in a bucket of water so that they that they cool off. We have just a little bit of time left. I want to ask one last question. Grilling. What should we remember when we put that steak on the grill to make certain that we are safe? Have a good dinner. Have a good dinner. <laughs> no, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. It, it A lot of times grills, it comes down to maintenance, um, just maintaining, uh, making sure it's clean, that there's not excessive burnt food buildup, grease buildup, stuff like that. Um, and then it's making sure that your grill is a safe distance away from your garage, shed, house, stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, the, the food can flare up. Hopefully it didn't ruin the steak. But, uh, you know, we, we just need to make sure that the grill is a safe distance away so that we're not catching other things on fire. Thanks for being here today, Chief Tibbetts, and thanks for what you and your, um, your, your team does to ensure safety for us living in the city of Zealand. Until next week, Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corwell Health, wishes you a safe and enjoyable summer and practice fire safety. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.